We're going to school this morning. Take our songbook. Let's stand together. Y'all ready? 
I'm a producer. God knows. God for that. All right, let's let's sing. Number-
Bible said, but I would not, Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. My dear Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that you not left us down here on Father. You've not left us your spirit. Give us God. Give us the comfort of us or to let us know that you're let us have a home going ahead of us. So we need to carry for that. Lord God, please help me to communicate our Lord, you uh, our hearts and minds to receive the message today. Speak to us today, Lord God, please, and encourage us by the Word of God. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you all the glory. We know it's all because of what you did for Calvary. We just pray in the holy name. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. In His precious name, we pray. Oh God's people said. Again, it's a wonderful passage in the Bible. It's one of the uh, the in this section of the Bible right here. We're in along with John 14 and 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 58. These are these, along with uh, again along with those. This is one of the Testament passages on the rapture. And uh, so again.
even though The epistle makes it plain. They had no doubt as to the truth Christ was coming back. But there was an issue that Paul hadn't made clear. He told them he's coming back, but there was something he had not made clear. When Timothy brought his report back to Paul, he told him about this issue. He needed some further clarification. And the issue revolved around the time that the loved ones died in Christ were going to be raised. Now they're, they go right there in the cemetery. Well, when are they coming out? What part are they going to have with those who died uh, uh, around the cemetery when back us? What's going to happen to them? That was their question. What happens to these folks? And 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 Paul had also When would, when's their deceased loved ones in Christ going to be? They, might, they may have been worried that, that they'd be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and those resurrection uh, and, and the resurrection of their loved ones would be after, maybe after the tribulation, right before Christ came back. They didn't know for sure, and they were, they, they were afraid that they were going to miss out on the Lord's coming, and they wanted answers to these things. So they, so they, 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 sent, uh, they sent to Paul. They said, Paul, give us some answers on this. So that's what we're going to talk this morning really about, is the certainty of our hope in Christ. We'll look at verses 13 and 14 this morning. That's as far as we're going to get to, and then we'll get... There in verses 13 and 14, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus so God bring with him. You know, one of the greatest things about being a Christian, the hope that we have, that when we gather to bury one of our loved ones, they're taken away from us, and that's not the last time we're ever going to He gives them a grounds or the basis. You know, the hope that we have in Christ is because the concerning Christ coming for his own is as sure as the doctrines concerning his death and resurrection. As sure as he died, 
been raised from the grave. He's coming back at you. is at the cross where Christ died for our sins where we had a substitute one who was able to save us who provided us and linked to the cross is the resurrection the evidence of our faith that God was satisfied that Christ had done everything that was necessary stamp of certainty that God put on it and said that was enough. Christ raised from the dead. One way to look look at it is that Christ's death is the full payment for our sins and his resurrection and by God raising him done. Romans four twenty five tells us that Christ was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. It's proof that God accepted Christ did on our behalf. And if we believe that Christ died for us and rose from the dead and really believe it by receiving Christ as our Savior, then we have a ground for that hope that we're going to be. So many people today don't think seriously about the coming of Christ for them is that they have not been at the foot of the cross near enough and spent enough time there with Jesus. You know, we got pulpits in America that don't preach on the death of Christ and his resurrection. They've quit preaching on preach on 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 topics like how to feel good about you, how to have a better life and things of that nature. And they've left out the blood. They left out they left out the old rugged cross. They've left out the resurrection. And you can't expect those pulpits to preach about the coming of the Lord. They're not even going to preach about his death burial. Because all those things are tied together. If we accept what the Bible teaches about the first coming of Christ and put our trust in Him, then the Holy Ghost of God is going to plant in our hearts an earnest desire to see Him. And the truth of His coming for us is going to become precious to us. I mean, it's something we're going to look forward to and yearn for. Let me ask you something. Do we really expect Him to come? Does it mean anything to us that He might come today? There's a lot of people that believe he's going to come back as a part of their doctrinal, but it's not a part of their daily expectation. Oh, yeah, we believe that, but we're not looking for it. The problem is that their hearts and their hearts are fixed on it. They hold to the truth that he's coming, but the truth don't hold them. Catch that? They hold to that truth, but the truth don't hold them. We will love the appearance of the Lord in direct proportion our love for Him. Much as we love Him, that's... You know, if you haven't seen somebody a long time, but boy, you just love them, can't wait. Boy, when you hear they're coming, you can't wait to see them. Whereas somebody you don't like, you hear they're coming. I hope they don't come. But when it's somebody you love, you can't wait to see them. And that's the way we ought to feel about Jesus of our life. Then we long to see first love us before we were dead in Amen. 
And if we do love him, proof of his coming and the fact that he could come today, that ought to be precious. Verse 13 in our, in our text, is, it refers to them which are asleep. Verse 14 and 15 repeat that phrase, them which are asleep. I want you to understand here, in this passage, sleep is just a It's kind of a softer way of talking about death. And, and for a Christian, death is a lot like sleep. For example, in Matthew 27, 52, the Bible says, and the graves were open. Of course, right after uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus died, the graves were open, and many of the bodies of the saints which slept arose. Now, that word sleep, which in the Greek, poimeoma, that's how you say that word. In the early church, they talk, when they talked about a corpse, they used that word koimeoma, which because it looks like they're asleep, they died, they're just laying there. Like, you've heard somebody say that. looks like she's sleeping, laying there in that casket. Well, they, really and truly, they are, and they're waiting for Jesus to return to awake them at the resurrection. Uh, but we get the word cemetery from from the word poimeteron. How do you say that? Poimeterion. That's how where we get our cemetery word. And somebody said cemeteries are just dor- they're dormitories for them. they're just sleeping. We understand from Scripture that sleep refers to bodies that are laid in a but our souls and our spirits are not in that. They go immediately to God's presence and consciously enjoy. For to be absent the body is to be present, Lord. Second Corinthians five eight. Paul also described a believer's death as in Philippians one twenty three as to depart be with Christ. So we believe in the sleep of the body, but we don't believe in a teaching called soul sleep. Soul sleep is something taught by that's not that's not what that's not what God's word. Praise God, when we we die we, we go immediately absent the body present. We're not we're gonna not gonna be out in the graveyard un- waiting on turn. Soul of a, of a believer goes immediately that time Christ. Body sleeps in the grave. But it's gonna be resurrected. I'm not going further this morning. Cut her off right there back in there time of the resurrection. But I just want to say to you this morning, we ought to repent because we have a We ought to be looking forward to him because we love him, because he promised that he's coming. Amen? Again, I go to prepare a place for you. I know you've heard this before, but I want to close with Bible tells us Genesis account of creation. It took how many days? Ever know? He said, "I go to prepare a place for you." 
neither has entered into the hearts of men the things God has prepared for them that love him. And I love him. Don't you love him this morning? I want to say this morning to somebody listening in, if, if, if you don't love him, it's going to be hell without him. And that's literal. It's going to be hell without him. You have no hope of any other place but hell without Christ. But he has all the wonders of heaven waiting on someone who will come to him who realizes, and first of all, you've got to realize that you're lost. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. What we've earned because of our sin is to die and go to hell. But the Bible tells us the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible tells us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it tells us that God has a free gift of salvation for the one who's lost in their sin, the one who can't come to Christ on their own. If it just it, it, listen, he's coming to you. If he comes to you this morning and speaks to your heart and says, come to me, he'll make a way for you to come to him. He'll open up that door, and all you have to do to him is to come to him and say, Lord, please have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Wash me clean this morning. God will forgive your sins. God will wash you clean. And God will give you everlasting life. Believe on his word and trust him that he has done everything on that cross of Calvary to pay for your sin debt, that God gave the approval by by raising him from the dead, just like he said he would do. It's done. It's finished and all done for you. Don't miss heaven for anything. Don't miss heaven and go to hell for anything. Let's stand together this morning. I'm thankful I'm going to heaven. I'm thankful my Lord has returned. Sing a song of, of invitation 161, softly and tenderly. Jesus is going to sing, have a word of prayer, and then we'll sing. God moved in your heart this morning about somebody, something in your life. I urge you to come and do this. Prayer, I'll pray. for you.